Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. A Boulevard just off 430. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Well, did the shuffle on the offensive line meet your expectations. I think this is pretty much how you laid it out the other day for yeah. Sam Pittman, left tackle, either Devon Manuel or Andrew Shambly, left guard, Bo Limmer, center, Patrick Kudis, right guard, Joshua Braun, right tackle, Brady Latham. Yeah, it was almost eerie. I, I laid it out <laughs> after he said that about mixing some guys up. I was just like, well, we know Lemmer can play guard, obviously. Latham can play tackle, um, you know, and uh, I, I don't know. Just I, I guess I nailed it on all that. Even Dominic Johnson playing tight end yep. from a couple of years ago, right. you know, it made sense because he's probably their best blocker at running back. They've got to have somebody who can block. Right now, the tight ends that they're using out there, they can't block and they can't catch. So that's a problem, especially when they're using so many tight end sets, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense either if your tight end uh, group isn't that strong. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I think that's, you know, Manuel's a little banged up. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot today. It's it's probably going to be Chambly at left tackle for him. Uh, they just they just can't get the guy healthy is, is what it's coming down to with him. He did like one rep out there today. Um, and Marion Harris working second team left tackle. Um, and Pittman was basically with the offensive line the whole time we were, you know, out there. <laughs> He'd been out there both days, Monday and Tuesday, um, working with the offensive line. So, uh, obviously, there's a lot to oversee there with that position group. And, um, you know, the tight ends are right by the offensive line in their individual groups, too. So, you can keep an eye on that area, too. Uh, do you see Dominic as an H-back more than just a inline tied in or, or how do you see Dominic well it's not an ideal situation is it I mean Dominic's probably 6'2 you know he's not a hulking tight end there have been other tight ends that have been that size that you know um, and he's, he's got plenty of weight on him so he could probably probably do both I think you work him at both I think you continue to work him at running back because the running backs haven't been great blocking either. <laughs> I mean, they just haven't. Uh, you know, I think Dominion has really kind of struggled in that area. Give, you give uh, Rocket Sanders a pass for the block he missed Saturday. I mean, he's just coming back off an injury uh, and has been out so long. So I think you keep running, working him at running back, keep working him in, in the tight end roles. I think, you know, whether that's inline tight end or sniffer or whatever they want to use him as, uh, I think that they need some help there blocking I mean, they've got guys out there who are just out there to block because they're not good receivers, and they're struggling blocking. So, got to do something. Been a lot of whiffs. Unfortunately, the best answer they've got. Yeah, a lot of whiffs. You know, we saw yeah. on Saturday running back. Oh, Kudis was the other one, Randy. That's what I didn't mention with Kudis playing center because we know he practiced center a good bit in the spring before they decided they needed him at tackle. Obviously, tackle hasn't worked out for him. He's just kind of getting folded over there, and it's an issue. So Latham's not an ideal solution either at tackle, but he can play there and has played there You know, times when they've had injuries here and there. They've bumped him out to left tackle, but he's a righty now. So he's you know got to get used to playing over on that right side. But probably their best option. It was something that I wanted to see them 
attempt to do in the spring when they were having some issues at tackle, um, but they just they never really did. So now they are. Trey, did you get a chance to watch the snaps by Kudis? Because with Bo Limmer, it's been high, low, bouncing, more high than low, yeah. and high more than even the ones he's bounced back. But what about Kudis? Yeah. Well, at worst, it's going to be high, low, and all over the place like it was before, right? <laughs> so, well, that's not much change. Well, build yeah. a lot of confidence there. Right. No, I, I didn't notice anything. Uh, I didn't notice anything wild with his snaps so far. So that's good. That's good. That doesn't mean it won't happen in a game, but so far I haven't noticed anything. Uh-huh. I think it's a better fit for him inside. I mean. You, those edge rushers in the SEC, you know, you got to be an athlete outside on the edge to, to block those guys. And not that he's not, but you also have to be like, you know, some of the, there's some technique issues here, like really understanding leverage and stuff. And not that that's not, you know, also true inside. It's just, I think, you know, the need to be like rangy athletic is mitigated more inside. You've got people, you know, on both sides of you. So, Maybe that'll help him. Um, and, I, you know, I think Bo is – I mean, Bo Lemmer's an all-SEC guard. He's been, he's made all-SEC, but he's not an all-SEC center. So hopefully that – it's not a good situation when you have to do this in the middle of the season. It's not – this isn't going to no. be like a magic bullet and it's, you know, oh, well, they're so much better. Uh, but hopefully they're not going to be – just horrendous is what – I mean, that's what they've been so far. They've just been – just really, really bad, especially at the tackle spots. And that was something I think is surprising because you talk to Sam Pittman and how do you want to build your offensive line? First two spots, center and the tackles. Figure out who your center is, figure out who your tackles are, and then figure out who your guards are after that. And those have been the three positions that have struggled the most. They've all struggled. I mean, Braun will either just road grade you or whiff, and I don't think I've ever seen Latham on you know the ground so much not like on his back just like on the ground falling I don't think Latham is 100% healthy either and that's been a big problem for him so hopefully this will take him up a notch I don't think it's going to solve all their problems though okay Trey this has been brought up on our show so I'm, I'm not sharing my opinion on this this has been brought up before the season this strength coach is Superman because everybody's bigger and stronger mm-hmm. Are they strong if they can't make six inches by sneaking with the quarterback? Yeah. Are we to believe this is an offensive line that has improved its strength since last year? Well, we know that, I mean, Lemmer's strength numbers are up, Kudis is up. They're, they're, the strength numbers are up. I, I see some technique issues and, you know, just some some leverage issues, really. And I think that's been part of it. But the strength numbers are up. And as far as the moving six inches, I mean, to me, you need to be under center to, to really well, tell. I totally agree. That's what and, I mean. So why didn't they call right. that? If they think why didn't they got call a stronger it? Why didn't line, Pittman have right. right? The answer that we get from them is, you know, they're loading up the A gaps. They're and, loading you know, up every gap on fourth and one. Every gap exactly. is loaded. Not just that gap. Every gap is loaded. So if you go to any other gap, it's harder to get there than it is if you go straight ahead. Right? Am I, I mean, right? And you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I'm going. I'm, that's where, exactly where I'm going. Yeah. But we see these teams do it. I mean, how many? If anybody's on Twitter, you've seen a million videos of, um, you know, the tush push where they line the quarterback yeah. up or center, and they basically mm-hmm. got two guys behind them with right. their arms ready to go on his rear end, right. basically that's... ready to grab his butt and throw him forward and push him as much as far as they can. And you'd like to think if you got a center that can squat 700 pounds that you could, yes. you know, you could plow away. But, you know, on Thank that you. fourth and one call, I thought that was – I thought Latham maybe anticipated what was going to happen or something, but Latham kind of just dove and was on the ground and the play was blown up. It just takes one guy. It takes one guy to mess up to make the whole group look bad. Mm. It only takes your center going a little bit forward to make six inches, and then it doesn't matter yes. who else falls on the ground. But you got to have a quarterback under center. That exactly starts there. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. All right, Trey. But I, you also let's 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 also, you know, I want to make sure I say this: punt, punt it away. Well, no, I disagree. You're in your own that. end zone. It's a ten-six game. No, if you make it, you're at the thirty-nine-yard line. It's okay. Why are you trying to decide the momentum right. in this moment? Trey, let me ask you this. They're playing okay. Ole Miss Saturday. 
Yes. Ole Miss has an amazing offense. If it's fourth mm-hmm. and one from their 40 or further on, do you think they should go for it? Depends on how the game is going. Well, they better because they can't. I don't know if they're going to stop Ole Miss very much. Fourth and one from their own end? From their own 40-yard line, just like it was last week. 40-yard line, fourth and one. Do you think Ole Miss will go for fourth and one from their own 40? Every time. I think they will. Every time. But they're also good at it. They are good at it. That's right. I saw your Arkansas tweet. Arkansas is not. Oh, I saw your tweet. You said they were the worst fourth and one team in America. I saw that. They are. Yeah. They okay. are. They're the worst. They're the worst goal line team. All right, gentlemen. Uh, this they struggle. Is... Look at how many times they struggled in the goal. Even when they got under center, when they got under center against Western Carolina, they put the ball on the ground. Mm. The ball was on the ground at the goal line. There was another time, I think the next week, where you know Lemmer snapped the ball funny. They were in a shotgun, and KJ had to, or it was a low yeah. snap. KJ had yeah. to pick it up off the ground. Luckily, yeah. find Andrew Armstrong. They're just not good when they get inside the ten yard line. They're just not, and they're not good in fourth and one. You'd rather them be in fourth and five. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Bill says, Trey, how did we get here? In the bowl game last season, guys like Marion Harris had promising performances. Yeah. Then Pittman talks about feeling like they have too deep at each position. Ty Washington looked good in the bowl game. But we have to move Johnson over there. Help me understand. Okay. Well, what you have to understand is Kansas's players fight tooth and nail, but from a pure talent perspective, I mean, Kansas doesn't have the same level of talent as Arkansas does. They just, they will fight, and they got a good scheme. I think that's what it comes down to. That's not, Kansas's defensive line is not anything in the same hemisphere as what we saw on Saturday. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, let's talk with uh, Forrest. Forrest, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you bet. Um, uh, I'm a fan since uh, 1954. My dad went to the university, but nice. uh, and I've asked y'all to pray for my wife. She has pancreatic cancer as her third don't. treatment. Uh, we've been married Sorry 55 years, day to day years. But what I was on the offensive line deal too. Have they considered Josh Street? They said he can play guard or center. But I'm gonna tell you something else. He might can play. He's six six. 311 pounds, he can play tight end. I know that would be a, you know, technique deal, but uh, they got to have somebody block out there. Yeah, I've thought about that, too. Like, is there an offensive lineman that they could, you know, play at tight end who would be a threat to catch passes? You know, Jason Peters, was he's a pretty rare athlete. He's 41 years old or so and still in the NFL right now. But uh, he's a pretty rare um, athlete who played tight end at Arkansas, played tackle in the NFL. But I don't know if there's that guy. I mean, I don't know who can catch on this team. you got to you know, still be at least a threat to catch the ball. Uh, if, jo- if they felt Josh Street was one of their best offensive linemen, then he would be playing. Yeah, what if happened they felt that Amara Wiggins could be the starting center, then he would be playing. What is happening? I heard a call this morning on another radio show where somebody was suggesting that they were playing favorites. I mean, <laughs> oh my you don't. This isn't high school. <laughs> this is major college football. You play favorites just because they're your favorites, not because they're the best player. Um, then you deserve to be fired day of whenever that's yeah. discovered. That's not what's happening here. Trey, I've got several questions about. Uh, two players, Varkis Gums, what's happened with him or happening with him. Then the other, what about Tykees Crawford? Yeah, Tykees, um, I don't know. Tykees is a, kind of a mystery. It seems like he would be a guy that would help them. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he looks the part. We've always just kind of been like, we're just kind of waiting, you know, waiting on him to come along. So... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I will say in today in fastball, they had Ty Washington um, and Varquez Gums with the ones. But when they went to team, you know, when they media's left and they really get to it, uh, they had Sherman and Gums out with the first group at tight end. So Gums, Gums is going to play. You know, I mean, I think that the plan was probably for it to be him and Luke has playing a significant amount. Both those guys are very similar inside. Like, I mean, you put them next to each other, they are the exact same height. Um, so very similar size players. So 
they need Gums to, to take that next step and uh, be the guy that they recruited him to be. Is he up on the playbook? I, I've heard that is yeah. one of I his drawbacks. If he's not up on the playbook five weeks in, then, I mean, that's a big problem. I mean, it's it's been enough time. Got you. All right, let's talk with uh, Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Well, a couple things. Trey, I want to throw out a theory. Now, you may totally disagree, but, uh, you know, well, Sam does that, so I'm going to try All right, okay. here's the deal. <laughs> well. Um, and I like Sam. I'm just messing with him. But uh, I, I, here's the deal. Um, you remember when Dan was hired and Sam mm-hmm. asked uh, Dan, hey, or Dan, actually Dan asked Sam, do you want me to use the same verbiage that Kendall Browns used? Or do you want me to change it? And I'm not saying it's the whole issue. I'm just throwing out a small little theory here. I think this team is also, you know, we're talking about the playbook. I think they're struggling with some of the verbiage of the playbook. And I, I really do. And I think it's everyone. I don't. KJ may understand it, but you just said it. If it, it just takes one to not know what to do on a certain play and, or mess up or get beat or whatever, and it messes up everything. And they're still in the gun most of the time. Obviously, we know they're still in the gun on fourth and one. What about that? Uh, what about that little formation they like? They did run around the goal line. You know, everybody was in the A and the B got thin where they had the three backs in the backfield. What's what's wrong with yeah. going to that on fourth and one? The dead team. You know, and I, yeah. I mean, I, that's that's what I don't understand. You can't sit here and tell us as fans. I know we're all stupid and we don't know nothing about football, but. And I'm just saying, we're not coaches, but you can't tell us, you know, hey, you know, we, if we thought we could get it, well, you ain't getting it the other way either, so you got to do something else. I mean, that's just my thing. Anyways, y'all have a good one. Yeah. We went so far, I'm not even sure what we started on. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Uh, let's see. I think I can. Um, okay. Okay. By the way, J.K. wants to know, Trey, where you played high school football. Was that in Sheridan? Sheridan. Sheridan. Okay, you answered the one about Crawford. You answered the one about Gums. Uh, Let's see. Okay, I think we're semi-caught up for the moment. Let's uh, check in with Big Papa. Big Papa, you got a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I, I just wanted to know, uh, did, Trey, did you ever play football? Yes. You played football? I played well, football. You was talk, yeah, well, you were talking about this summer about those guys that could catch the ball, and, and you was right about that. You was right about they could catch the ball. The mm. problem why KJ holding that ball so long, we ain't going to, y'all talk about the offensive line enough. Those guys do not have no separation speed. That's the problem. KJ don't want the to wide receivers. The, down the wide receivers do not have separation speed. Yeah, I don't know if I would totally agree with that. I mean, I would love, first I'd love what? to see Isaiah Satania get out there. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Um, I mean, when you look at the testing numbers, they, I mean, they're, they're pretty solid. One of the problems with KJ is, to me, is he's a really good deep ball thrower. That's his best attribute, and he doesn't really get the time to throw the ball. And I don't know how much, like the quick game, I don't know how much that's going to work for him. But um, you know, like Andrew Armstrong's testing numbers are pretty legit. So are you know, so are uh, Isaac Tesla. He may not have the the same twitch as some of the other guys, but he can jump and run, and he is big and tall. I think a big problem has just been, I, I, I mean, if you can't block, then you can't, nothing gets set up. And I heard Matt Stinchcomb say on TV when I went back and watched the game, he had time to throw this, and I'm watching it, and the guy's got a hold of his jersey, like he's being pulled. Like, that isn't, that isn't time. And when you're worried about, you know, constantly getting hit, which he took seven sacks, there was a ton of tackles for loss also. You're constantly worried about that. I mean, it's hard to feel comfortable in the pocket, period. But... I think overall, this is as good or better a group of wide receivers as as they had last year. Well, I totally don't agree, but you know everybody got opinions. That's fair. Because if you watch LSU, LSU receivers, 
that oh, them LSU boys was got wide NFL open. wide receivers. Yeah, well, well, that's yeah what Arkansas, we want. but Arkansas has that's had Arkansas has had receivers in the past who are not LSU's receivers, who are not next level receivers. In fact, a ton of them, and they've had guys with that have had success. I mean, Matt Landers isn't in the NFL right now. He caught over 900 yards receiving last year. But do you think about your opinion, Drew Morgan's not in the NFL right now. Keon Hatcher's not in the NFL. Those are pretty good receivers at Arkansas. Okay, do you think, uh, at your opinion, that we got NFL receivers right now? No. Okay, that's, 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 that's exactly what I We think we're on the same page. One more thing. Uh, number, number 17, whenever they want to give him Clark, they go get him. They 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 picked it where he one on one. He get burned up, burned up. That's Who else is a problem in the secondary? Uh, all the other three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think Hudson Clark is their biggest problem in the secondary. I'm not saying well, he's, he's a weapon one of for them. But anyway, I just hang up. This is a it's a better. Would you agree though? It's a better secondary than they had last year. Yes, it is. And Hudson Clark has made a lot of plays. I don't know how many times he's been beat or not. He has made a lot of plays. I can't count how many times last year. And I'm not saying Hudson Clark's an All American, All SEC type of guy. Uh, He's good enough for them to play winning football with uh, at a level which you know we expect them to do eight wins or something like that you know but I said all last year and you know he was getting hammered that he's by far not even close to the biggest problem they had in the secondary last year all right Trey we will talk to you tomorrow that is Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company Rick Schaefer I'm Randy Rainwater Drive Time Sports will continue Registration is open for the 2023-1037 The Buzz Fall Golf Tournament Tuesday, October 10th at the Burns Park Golf Course presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Hunter's Refuge in Whitehall is having a massive hunting sale Wednesday through Saturday. Great deals on rifles and muzzleloaders, select scopes up to 40% off. Hunting clothes, guns, blinds, accessories are on sale. Save up to 75% off casual clothing and shoes. Enter and store at Hunter's Refuge to win prizes including a Vortex Experience trip. Hunter's, scope out the goods at Hunter'sRefuge.com. Hunter's Refuge hunting sale Wednesday through Saturday presented in part by Drake Waterfowl. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. Certipro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at Certipro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get Certipro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is Certipro Painters. You'll be happy you did. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25.00 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. 
You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier, or online at WhitDavis.com. Land specialist Mike Poor at Whitetail Properties Real Estate chose forestry as his profession and has been a registered forester for over 30 years. As an accredited land consultant, Mike speaks land. He can help buyers like you find attributes on property that you might have overlooked or not fully understood. He also knows how to market property and negotiate transactions by understanding the needs of each party and providing solutions by being innovative, creative, and diligent. Call Mike for today at 501-428-7177. Whitetailproperties.com. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. There's strength in our numbers, and that is First Security Bank, over $7 billion in assets. Over 75 different locations, banks, mortgages, investments, trust, and wealth management, public finance, over 900 plus employees, and nearly 100 ATMs throughout our great state. And you can bank better wherever you are, whether it's the online or mobile banking option. First Security Online and mobile banking allow you to manage your bank accounts on your own time. Check your balances, view your transactions, transfer money between accounts, pay your bills. Life is easy when you bank better at First Security Bank. Remember FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Let's check in with Shane. Shane, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Yeah, guys, I just want to chime in on the on the team. I tell you what, it's tough. It's be a tough year, but I still believe in Sam Pittman. And I still believe in these players. So, and Danny knows too. So, but I was gonna. Uh, I didn't hear any update lately on the. I, I may have missed it, but what about Hawes? Is he is he going to be out for a while? Yes. Probably uh, for the rest of the season. Most likely the rest of the season, yeah. Broken clavicle, which is a broken collarbone. Yeah. Yeah, and Randy, I the only bone I've ever broken was a collarbone. And there are two ways that it heals. Uh if it's not broken too bad, you just heat let it heal. I they said he's gonna have surgery. That means it's broken bad enough that the uh there's a there's a it's not just a crack, it's a snap which means you've got to lift the broken part back in uh, to where it's separated, and then you set it. So there's a surgery to do that, and then you go back with another surgery to remove the uh, the, the pin or whatever it is that keeps it together. Once that's done, his his clavicle may be stronger than it's ever been. Hmm. But you, but you but until then, you can't do anything with it. I mean, you can't. You, he couldn't block. He couldn't do anything. Be lucky if you could even lift his arm, for that matter. Oh yeah, oh no, you can lift your arm. You're in a sling for a while, but then you can lift it after a while. Daryl, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Yo, Daryl. Daryl once. Daryl twice. Daryl three times. Wow. Not sure what all that was about. Um. This from our Asher Record Service Company live feed. Feedback Nate says, It's like KJ has trouble making decisions at times. What do y'all think? I think he's trying to go through his progressions. And so often not, if when you make that quick glance, if that receiver's not open, then you should go to your next option, your next check. And uh, maybe that sometimes looks indecisive when... You don't want him to throw an interception by just trying to force one in there to see if it can get caught. Um, Travis says, on fourth and one, why not just have every player be a lineman and just have lineman in front and behind KJ, <laughs> just pushing him through? That's an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Ron says, uh, our offensive line can execute the yell block well. A yell block is when the offensive lineman turns to the quarterback and yells, look out. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Please. Gogla um. <laughs> Benson says, 3-18 and 18 against Missouri and Texas A&M since 2012. Ugh. And now Texas and OU are coming to the party. We just might have to get it figured out. Uh, no East and West divisions anymore. I don't want to see us pick 12th through 16th every year in preseason predictions. So, Randy, uh, we talked about SEC shorts, and uh, if you watch those, they're usually pretty humorous. There's another guy named Matt Mitchell who does SEC roundup each week, and he puts on the clothing of each school and makes comments and, and all of that, and he's kind of a moderator. They are both extremely hard on Arkansas this week. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, extremely hard. Yeah. I can almost imagine as we yeah. speak. Yeah. Uh, now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Kevin, I've not seen anything regarding this possibility, but I'll go ahead and ask you. You may know the answer definitively. Uh, this from Savage by way of our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback is the red-white game on ESPN Plus for the basketball game. Uh, the answer yeah, is no. no live stream or television. Yeah, it's no. No. I didn't think so. I've not seen anything in that regards. No. When will they draft the teams? Kevin, do you know that? Well, I'm... <laughs> I thought they might announce something today. Uh, I, I, I think they probably already have, or they're, maybe they're still trying to figure out one or two guys that may or may not go. Uh, that's just my thought on it, since we haven't heard or seen anything. Uh, you know, based on what he said about Trevor in Brazil, uh, in post-practice last Thursday, not even a week ago, he said he was two and a half weeks away from rejoining the, you know, that live full contact scrimmaging, so I've got to think if that's the true timeline, then we probably aren't going to see him. <laughs> uh, you know, it just kind of makes sense that we wouldn't. Uh, he might, They might put him on a team uh, because he's part of the team and announce him as on the red or the white, but I mean, based on what Nelson had said, I wouldn't think he'd be participating. Um, and, you know, Makai Mitchell's also has, has been limited, so we'll see what, where that goes with him in terms of does he play. Um, you know, Leighton Blocker was out the day we were there for a wisdom tooth extraction. That was Thursday. You, you know, you'd think chances are pretty good that he'd, he'd be ready to go. But as far as drawing up the teams and dividing them and putting something out, we, we haven't seen anything yet. Randy, I can tell you Arkansas is going to have at least one unofficial visitor, Aiden Cronister, class of 2026, 6'7 six, six, wing in, at uh, Rogers High School that recently picked up an Arkansas offer just a few weeks ago. Uh, he's rated in the top 30, national number 29, uh, according to 247 Sports for the class of 2026. Um, but he will he will be on uh, an unofficial visit to watch the Red White game. He'll be in attendance at Barnhill. I think Arkansas is planning on getting a few more in. We don't have the green light to put anything out more out on that right now, but I can tell you that Aiden Cronister is supposed to be there. Tomorrow night, games at 6.30. Again, no TV, no live stream. 6.30 Central Time at Barnhill Arena. Normally, these are played in mid-October, and they're usually on the weekend. They've been on Sundays the last few years. Uh, so this is a little different. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a midweek game, and it's, and it's early October. And Musman said, you know, with this team, they kind of wanted to stretch out the exhibition season throughout the month, get, get a game Get this red-white game played sooner. Give them something to look forward to aside from the practice. Um, and they feel like this group, because of the veterans, uh, you know, there's so many veterans, so many years of Division One experience, that they're further along than where they've been. So maybe they feel good about, uh, you know, what they've been able to install at this point and, and go ahead and, and release them a little bit into the wild, into the public eye. Because uh, this will be the first gl- glimpses for fans who are able to attend of this team. And we know... 
the way it is now, even with five returnees, that's a big number for most when there's still nine newcomers. So it's a it's another new team, it seems like, every year. I guess the other aspect of that is you can speculate, but how's he going to divide them up once they get to that point? Um, because I think the competition may be as best as it's been maybe since Musselman has been there, and that is you've got quality, what seems to be, at every position. So it's going to be interesting. Kevin, how how would you want to break them up? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I'd, you know, probably as good as Tremont Mark, Tremont Mark and Devo Davis are probably going to be together, I'd get those guys apart. Uh, you know, they're both, to me, elite defenders. Put them on separate teams. Um you know, Pinion and Davenport were lighting it up from three, uh, going back and forth, playing for the red and white in that. In that, that where they kept score during the scrimmaging the other day in front of the media. I'd have mm-hmm. those guys on separate teams, uh, probably uh, Battle and and L. Ellis maybe split those guys up. Uh, Blocker and Keon Minifield Jr. Remember, he's going to redshirt this this season, but that doesn't mean he can. He'll play in the red white game if he's healthy. He's going to play. Put those guys on opposite teams. Two young guards, um, you know, and then on the front line, I still want to see who's available. I mean, you might have Denaje Harris and Chandler Lawson on separate teams. They're kind of similar positionally, three, four guys, uh, and then of course Jalen Graham, um, and and who knows who else might be available. Bay Fall uh, has been healthy in practice, and maybe you have those guys on separate teams. Again, not knowing what's going to, you know, it seems likely to me Trevor in Brazil is not going to play based on Musselman's timeline for him to even return to, but you know, the live scrimmaging. Uh, and then so similar with Mackay, because he's been limited to those guys even play. Uh, but I kind of ran through some of it right there. I think, you know, splitting it up that way might be a way I would do it. Uh, Musselman's obviously going to do it how he sees it works best. And in the past, they've had guys... Uh, kind of alternate throughout the game and switch and change and uh, that happens sometimes. You know, in years past, it's been a little bit of a track meet, the red white game, more fun. But when, since Musman's been here, they really try to get into their some of the offensive uh, schemes they've impl- implemented uh, defensively as well. Uh, and so, even though it you know it's not going to be a, a fine tuned, uh, smooth running. Uh, machine just yet, I do think they're going to try to run their stuff and not just go out there and roll the basketball out and have make it just a, you know, um, a pickup game. I think it's going to be I think they're going to, like I said, try to execute some on offense and defense. I never thought of Eric Musselman as been the type of coach that could sit back in his chair and watch playground type basketball in what is supposed to be an organized structure where uh, shoot, holler, and follow, and all that other stuff. I mean, it's just uh, I just don't see Coach Musselman in that in that particular aspect. So, yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to want him just roll the ball out and and let him play. Let's uh, try to squeeze in Doug real quick. Doug, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey man, I uh, didn't really realize you were talking to the basketball guy. Maybe I should call back. That's okay. What, what's your question or comment? Well, I've been uh, for about ten years. I've been project managing great big jobs in the construction industry, and uh, to keep in context, you know, you give a guy who's in charge a couple. Oops! I didn't do that. Unintentional. I didn't do that. Hang on, Kevin. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks to our good friends, Chris Walker and gang at Fence Brokers. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the zone presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. An all-indoor pickleball facility coming soon to Little Rock Athletic Club online at lrac.com. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. 
Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844 844- 676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Some of us struggle to keep up with all these new acronyms. LOL, ROFL, LMAO, etc. Look it up. Now there's a new one the internet is pushing. IJBOL. Pronounced EJBOL, it means I just burst out laughing. It describes exploding into an audible, full-belly guffaw, particularly in an inappropriate setting like a funeral, or when I'm preaching, or when you just remembered something funny. The unofficial face of each bull, according to Twitter, is Vice President Kamala Harris, whose propensity to chuckle is legendary. You'll chuckle at Doublebees when you see the ridiculous values throughout the store on, well, everything. Stop by today for a deal. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. I know the last three years people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Kevin, I don't know if you know the answer to this particular question or not, but I'll go ahead and, and uh, ask it of you. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service company, Life In Feedback. Joshua says, can Musselman coach football? We need his energy and coaching style in football to motivate the players. Yeah. Well, I know Musselman likes to cross-train when it comes to, you know, he, he's all over the place in terms of, you know, he goes to, visit with baseball coaches and, and NFL coaches and um, you know so he's always got his radar up to learn different things and different methods and you know ways of doing things because in sports even though it may be a different sport uh, a lot of the stuff's you know philosophical and um, you know so I think he's a guy that could probably apply himself in any sport and have some success I don't know if he could do it at the, at, at the high major level in the SEC in football uh, you know, I know that's a, a joke. And guys, I want to weigh in on one thing on that fourth down play. If it's okay, you know, I, I want to sure. put in my two cents on this one. Am I okay with that? Yeah, fire away. Okay. 
Well, first of all, I was very puzzled when Arkansas accepted a penalty and then got back in punt formation after downing a punt inside the 20-yard line of the opponent. I was blown away. I was thinking, well, what, what's going on here? Obviously, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, then they burned the timeout, and I thought, well, that's not probably good either. Um, but when you come back, I, I, coming out of that timeout, my first thought was, because A&M's defense was so aggressive, they were dominating the line of scrimmage, and they had already had several tackles for loss or no yard, no gain. And I thought the best play for Arkansas to do was to get K.J. rolling with a quick play-action pass, with a quick-hitting play just to get a yard. As much as at his size and his mobility and agility, they're just not good at the quarterback sneak either. They've failed at it. They've had some they picked up, but they barely got. And you're thinking, and most of the time, teams with a quarterback like that, with his size and agility and mobility, can get that yardage, that short yardage, or six inches, eight inches. But they haven't been good at it. They play out of the shotgun. They're not good at getting under center. He's not good at getting a push. They're not good when they got somebody behind him pushing him. And I certainly didn't like the handoff in the backfield. That was probably the worst decision. But I wasn't all about the quarterback sneak. I thought they needed something quick. A&M's loaded up to stop the run or quarterback sneak and just get something quick. Nothing fancy. You don't want to spend a lot of time on the delay, on the fake, on the play action because they are so aggressive. You want that to be quick and get K.J. rolling so he can either pick it up with his legs or hit somebody quick for the first down. It took a lot of breath for me to say all that. Hmm. Uh, but well, that's what I, that's where I was with it, and that wasn't an after-the-fact thought. I was saying if they try to sneak or run here, I don't think they're going to get it. They need to go to this play, or they should have stuck with the punt. So, well, with all due respect, on. Kevin, yeah, that's they use an excellent, excellent explanation. But this year, 2023, we don't know how they'd be on the quarterback sneak because we haven't seen it. You're talking about past years. We haven't seen it this year. They haven't tried it. They haven't done it once this year. And so that's the shortest way to make six inches. But I totally agree with you. If you're going to line up in the shotgun, then throw the ball. Because when you talk about all the gaps being filled, they are. So that's where, of course, Luke Haas was out of the game. Haas was out of the game. He was out of the game. Because he would be the key guy there if you could sneak him out. But somebody, you can sneak out of there. and, and throw the ball, you're right, a short pass, or you might throw the deep pass. But, if you can hit it, it's a touchdown. Just right, burn them. Right. So I do agree with that. Either way. But, I, but, but they have not tried a quarterback sneak this year. They they need to try it at least once. Well, uh, let's, let's, let's kind of set this in proper context. Okay. Has Arkansas in 2023 gone under center yes just uh, one time yes they did western uh, carolina the only time i can think of byu when byu punted arkansas down to the four yard line kj took the snap from under center and he also took a snap from under center later on that same possession so yes in that game they did not a lot but they did yes so maybe three times max and, this and remember season. and remember when he did his right foot was ahead of the left foot. The, the left foot was not, it wasn't an even deal. The right foot, it, it, it almost looked awkward the way he took it, but he did take it under center, yes. Hmm. Okay, I'm, I, the one I remember, the only time I remembered, as I mentioned, was Western Carolina, and that was the fumbled snap that they were fortunate to recover. And uh, they still. I'd say 99% of the time when you've got a quarterback like KJ, that that, you, that makes sense. But for whatever reason, maybe, you know, Rick's saying they haven't done it this year, but I I, I remember over the past two seasons anyway, last year they fumbled a snap. It wasn't once, very yeah. effective. Well, they tried the tight end sneak once last year. That didn't turn out too good. <laughs> well, they tried a lot of things last year inside the red zone that didn't even come close to working. Um, I guess. The infamous reverse, even. They didn't have any penalties, but they had a lot of high and low snaps and off-time-looking things. And that delay down when they ran three times in a row once they get first and goal and, and kicked, I, I think it was the second field goal, maybe. Or maybe it was the first, but that, that delayed handoff. I mean, hmm. A&M's yeah. just too good up yeah. front. To, yeah. to, you're not going to fool them. It just 
wasn't going to happen. I thought that thing. was a dance card, what they were doing. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> they were both dancing around. K.J. was in front of Sanders, and Sanders, he couldn't decide if he wanted to go right. But then he faked towards the right, then came back left, and he ran right into the arms of the uh, of the defensive end, I believe, for Texas A&M. Yeah. That was the uh, that was the second field goal because that one was 25 yards, and the first field goal was 52 yards, and the final field goal was 50 yards. So, yeah, uh, no, no, no sacks for Arkansas's defense. And when they did get pressure, I thought the other quarterback did a good job of getting rid of the ball and, and not, you know, I mean, they did have three turnovers, but he, you know, he, his game management was pretty good, but he did have. A pick six to start the third quarter. He did fumble the ball, um, so he made his share of mistakes. You know, I thought Arkansas's defense. Even when you look at the scoreboard, some of that wasn't on the defense. Obviously, uh, the punt return and the other pick six, but you know, uh, I think the defense was relatively decent. Yeah, in the second half, for most definitely of the was. Yeah. In the second half. Well, even in the first half, Randy, they only allowed one touchdown. A&M could have had two field goals. They missed one. Yeah. So that's yeah. But they were just going up and down the field, though, in the first they, half. They were. They were. But so there was, was There was a stretch where Arkansas finally forced a punt. They hadn't done that yeah. since early in the second quarter against LSU. That's correct. Um, so, you know, that was, that, was, that was good to see. Well, Kevin, I, I don't know if you caught the tail end, uh, the final 30 Eight seconds, if you will, of the LSU Ole Miss game. Uh, they used the Philadelphia Eagle strategy, where, mm-hmm. and if you looked at a still frame right before the ball is snapped, LSU from basically uh, tackle to tackle, they had all 11 men stacked inside that box. They were determined they were going to stop them. They didn't, they obviously. Didn't. Right. And what they did Amazing. is they, yeah, they put Dart <laughs> underneath center. He took the snap directly from the center. And then he had two jumbo graders in behind him pushing. They easily pushed him through the end zone or into the end zone. So I, I, I don't buy this bare front and... All the gaps are blocked up and yada, yada, yada. I, I don't buy that. That's just, that's somebody being hard-headed and thinking that their way is going to work when their way is not working. All right, let's, well, we don't have time. I was going to try to squeeze it. Well, I was going to try to squeeze <laughs> I think it. If they got, if I think if they made it a priority, they could be effective with KJ. I, I, I don't leave that all on KJ. I think it's just they're not good. They just don't either work on it enough, don't believe that's the right thing to do. They've had past failures. I think they should work harder at it because I think he's a guy that could be a weapon in short yardage instead of... Hey, pretty good basketball team. discussion with Kevin today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kevin, we'll talk at you later on this week. That is Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Fence Brokers. Hour number three, straight ahead. Justin Anchor reminding you the Serta Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Serta Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com.